I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Helen. And this is the Squiggly Careers Podcast where every week we talk about a different topic to do with work and share some ideas for action that we hope will help you, as well as us, to navigate your squiggly career with that bit more confidence, clarity and control. And if you ever want a bit more support than the episode that you might be listening to, we've got lots of it. You can be part of the Squiggly Careers community. You can do that by signing up to Podmail, so you get a weekly email with all of our resources to help you to take action. And if you want to join the conversation, you can be part of Pod Plus, which happens every Thursday at nine o'clock. And it's just me and Sarah, or sometimes Sarah and me together, delivering a 30-minute conversation. And it's such a lovely community where people share ideas and insights. The links for all of those stuff, and they're all completely free, are in the the show notes to this episode and if you ever can't find that because I know it's different on different platforms just email us we're Helen and Sarah at squigglycareers.com and we'll send you all the links. So Helen do you want to introduce today's <laughs> topic? Can you hear the scepticism everybody? <laughs> Not more ner- I think more nervousness. Yeah, you are nervous about this it's just a topic it's just I know, a topic to help people with their career potentially. But is it? Or is it? (laughs) Today, everybody, with that build-up, we're talking about how to get practical about manifesting your career. I was waiting waiting for Sarah to have some kind of cynical, or not, or not, everyone, how to not get practical about it. I feel like we've had more conversations about whether to cover the topic (laughs) than we have the topic itself. Well, let's talk about why we're covering it. So there's been quite a lot of noise about manifestation. I think it's particularly fashionable right now. There's a new book out, which has been in the Sunday Times bestseller list for several weeks called Manifest. So it's obviously something that is appealing to people. It's also not a new thing. Like it's been around for quite a while. There's probably quite famous books like The Secret or whatever it's called, Secrets, that's been around for a while. And I think it's also like a TV programme. So this manifesting isn't new, but it's definitely having its manifesting moment. (laughs) (laughs) And we wanted to take a practical pragmatic, slightly cynical, maybe view into what it is, but also be open to how it could be a tool that you could use in your career development. And given Sarah was a bit challenging about whether we should even cover it. (laughs) I basically read an article about it in The Guardian that really put me off. But I think it was slightly different to what we're going to talk about today, because I think, like most things, it's not manifestation and manifesting is not a black and white topic and it doesn't look and feel the same for everyone. There are different points of view and perspectives on it. And I read an article that was definitely one end of the scale of <laughs> manifesting and thought, well, if that's what it is, I'm really not sure we should we should be covering it. But Helen has discovered in her research some other aspects that we think are more interesting and could be helpful. 
So yes, I've been researching and reading a lot. The post-it notes and the pens were <laughs> basically. I said if we're going to do it, she's got to read loads of books about it. <laughs> and I did. I she took did. This, I took this brief and I actioned it, everybody. So I think it might be useful to share a bit of a summary of some of the key manifesting concepts, and then we are going to get into a practical structure about how to make manifesting work. Like if you're open to what it could be, let's get practical about how to do it. So in terms of what the main concepts are, manifesting itself is about taking ownership for your future. So it's kind of thinking about where you might want to be, but then taking action in the present that gets you closer to it. And those two points together are actually really, really important. We'll talk about that a bit more because I think sometimes it's all about the future focus, but without the present action. And that's perhaps sometimes where it falls down. This is a self-empowerment and self-action tool. It's the, oh, that's an exciting future for me. And this is something I can do to bring it closer. It's those two sort of perspectives we're looking for. A few other concepts that come up, which we can maybe have a chat about, Sarah, about what you think about some of these, because it okay. gets into the language I think you might not love. <laughs> I don't, do you know, I, the language point is a really interesting one, because... Not only have Helen and I even talked about covering the topic, we then talked about what it means. We had a taxi journey together where we basically spent the whole taxi journey talking about it. I mean, what our driver must have thought, <laughs> I don't know. And I've worked out that one of the things that gets in my way about this are some of the words that are used and the way that it's described. And once I started to make it my own and figure out, maybe when I've even done this before in the past and how it has been useful for me... Then I could start to see some really helpful things that Helen started to describe to me in terms of ideas for action or tools. But I actually had to get past the word manifesting first. I don't think I will ever use that word. <laughs> um, I mean, never say never, obviously, with a growth mindset. But I'm not sure that's how I would describe some of what we're going to talk about today. But I know that some people do and that works absolutely fine for them. So I think just I think be mindful of that as we go through use the words that work for you as long as it's something feels helpful I think that's that's absolutely fine okay well let's start with manifesting then. <laughs> then and manifestation no because that's because like that's like our umbrella term for this what is a term that you feel more familiar or comfortable with well when we've described what I think we're trying to help people to do because we are looking at this in the context of career and work I feel this is about exploring your career possibilities about where your career could take you, about being really curious about your future, thinking about different and being really flexible about what your future could look like, and then taking action in the here and now to get you closer to some of those things that you're really motivated by and you find really meaningful. So, in a word, <laughs> which oh, sorry, I'm trying we, to get you to. Oh, were you hoping for one word? I was like, yeah, this, I'm trying the to only way I can like convince myself to have this conversation <laughs> is to see it through that lens. Okay, great. The lens is very useful. Okay. But if we're going to replace... I was quite good. I was quite proud of that. Great. <laughs> I'm proud of you too. <laughs> yeah, if... you sound it. <laughs> if manifesting makes you, and perhaps other people listening who might be starting in the same place, like, oh, what is this stuff? If you were going to replace manifesting with a word that felt more familiar or comfortable, what would that be? imagining lovely thanks great okay, <laughs> is that what you were hoping for yes. the first time <laughs> okay imagining that okay. might work for you okay let's take another one sarah this is the word attraction and the manifesting principle of the law of attraction just to give you the kind of summary of what this is this is the essence that positive thoughts create positive outcomes basically like affects like so if i think 
oh, this is something that I'm going to do, this is something that's going to happen, it's much more likely to happen, not definitely going to, but much more likely to happen than if I go, oh, uh, this might happen, it might not, there's lots of things that I get in my way, I don't think I can do this, and therefore that I wouldn't necessarily attract that opportunity towards me. I believe that optimism equals opportunities. So that would be how I would reframe what you've described. I don't believe in relentless positivity. I think that's really unhelpful and quite demotivating. And I'm not sure positive thoughts by themselves create positive outcomes. That's that's the bit that was making me pause for thought. So I do believe in optimism. That's probably because I've spent more time reading about it and thinking about it elsewhere. And I know that when we are optimistic, it helps us to do some really useful stuff like spot opportunities, solve problems, ask for help. And so I buy into optimism. I'm not sure if that's quite the same thing as what you're describing with the law of attraction, which is essentially, you know, like good vibes equals good things. I would have to be convinced a bit further on that, I think. Okay. So yeah, the good vibes create good things actually links a lot to the next bit. So oh, I feel like the law of attraction <laughs> is like brilliant. your thoughts. <laughs> the, this is like the, the energy. So this is about high vibration and low vibration. I know you're not going to love this. But where I got to with this, because I didn't really like this, the concept is like everything around us is made of energy. Everything, like the things that we touch and feel, you know, the people that we talk to, people we spend time with. And what we want to do is be in a position of high energy because that gives you that energy for action really rather than low energy low vibration the closest I got to this was things that we've talked about before with like radiators versus drains yeah and the idea that you know you spend time with people who are more like radiators so they want to support you they want to help you they'll maybe generate ideas they'll come up with solutions that sort of thing not people who are relatively positive but people who have that radiator energy versus the people that are more not that critical is a bad thing, but that through their... Suck your energy. Yeah, they suck your energy that maybe lead you to doubt, they're demotivating, maybe they're going to distract or derail you, that sort of behaviour. So it's whether you think, I guess, <laughs> do you think everything is made of energy? Um, do you hold to that? And or do you buy into this that some things of people create higher energy in you than other things and people? Uh, I'm not sure. I was never very good at science at school, so I don't know whether everything's made of energy or not. Again, this is never how I would think of things in terms of the vibration thing. I do wonder with manifesting whether it is doing itself a favour or getting in its own way, to be honest. like The more I've read about this and talked to you about it, there is some good stuff in here, but it's so easy for it to get lost because you're talking about vibrations and everything made, and you're like, oh, God. Anyway, moving on from that. I do feel that the people you surround yourself with have a big impact on your self-belief and can affect your motivation. And so when we're then starting to think about the futures that are really motivating for us and the actions to make those things happen, you know, at times things won't always go to plan and you'll need to be flexible and adaptable. And I think in those moments, having the right people around you and that looks and feels different for all of us and that doesn't mean everyone who agrees with you that means really good challenges and questioners you know as we talk about with our personal board approach I can see how that will make a difference so almost if you're trying to create a bit of a what are the factors if you're imagining a future or futures that are really motivating for you what are the factors that influence your ability to get closer to that future or make that future happen I can see how the energy that people bring 
to you that you can almost benefit from does make a difference okay so in listening (laughs) in sharing and listening I've got a potential new language that might help people move forward with manifesting or not so perhaps instead of people might be listening and being like I already love it (laughs) great but everyone else we we might try and help you to buy into something that could help you with your career so perhaps instead of manifesting imagining might help you perhaps instead of the law of attraction optimism as a concept could help you and perhaps instead of vibrational energy you might just want to focus on motivation so those three things could be a reframe that might help this to be a more realistic concept for you and your career okay so I'm sort of hoping that we're buying into imagining and optimism and motivation. And now we want to think about how we turn this into something practical. Now, as I said, I've done a bit of research. I've done a bit of reading. I've read some things I didn't love and some things that I sort of liked. And the most practical book that I found on this topic was called Make It Happen by Jordana Levin. And I liked it for two reasons. One, it talks to some of the criticism about manifesting generally in that it's just about aspiration and no action. And second, that it has an equation, which we've sort of built on a little bit, actually, with some of our thoughts as we've we've talked it through and changed some words so it feels more like us. But the equation that we're going to work through, and this will be in the pod sheet, so you can work through the structure of this, but I'll talk it through now, is that intent plus thoughts plus feelings plus actions plus flexibility, appreciate it's not that snappy, equals successful manifestation or successful imagining so what we are going to do now is talk through each one of those things in turn what it is and then give you an idea for action if you want to try it out and you can get the full summary of that in the pod sheet also worth saying I think that you have tried all these things or like had a go in various different ways at lots of these ideas for action and you were genuinely very enthusiastic talking to me about some of them so I can see the positive impact it has had on you having a go at these things so even if it's just that then it sounds like you've had some fun <laughs> I have had some fun and I think my context for being enthusiastic about this is work is really... not just to annoy me no, no, not just to... <laughs> I think I am probably a little bit more open to it anyway yeah however <laughs> I am trying very hard by the way this is this is the really nice version of I, me. Appreciate, I appreciate that but also I felt like work has been really really full-on and I feel that when work is full-on you get very in the moment and sometimes I think oh but what could the future look like or you know when people say oh what the people ask me like what do, what do you want in the future and I and I sort of feel sometimes like oh I'm not I never want to give someone an exact answer but for myself I want to be able to imagine it and when you're so full on in the here and the now, I feel like, oh, I haven't got that thing that really excites me because I've, I've lost I've lost connection with that thing that feels quite far away because mm. I'm so in the here and now. So I think the reason that I was so enthusiastic about it is it's helped me to do a bit of like mental time travel. I think that's yeah. the thing. It's helped me to put myself out of all the things that I've got to do today and this week and think about, well, what could this create for me in the future? And am I excited about that? And then that sort of gives me more meaning to what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis. So it's that time travel that I found really enjoyable. Yeah, I suppose it's it helps you to zoom out and stop you being in the moment. It sort of takes you out of the moment very intentionally because it it's all very it's very future focused, isn't it? It's very mm. you, we do actually bring it back to the here and now as as you go through the process, but it it does almost give you that freedom to let go of exactly what's going on in your day-to-day and 
be quite creative and curious just about imagining ideas and options and it's that time to think you know we when we whenever we ask people in workshops how much time to think do you feel you have in a week or in a month often the answer is zero I've like no you know people are like I've got no time to think particularly not maybe when you then put the lens of well how much time do you have to think about where your career could take you or what's really important to you in terms of exploring different progression possibilities the biggest barrier is often no time or space and perhaps not sure how to do that and I think some of the things we're going to talk through now does help to fast forward you away from where you are today to just give you a sense of where you might go and what that could look like. So the first part of this equation then is intent and imagining or manifesting requires quite a lot of clear intent. It's not about a goal so it's not task or outcome orientated so something that you're going to succeed or fail in or and it's not a wish so something that has absolutely no action which I think sometimes people think manifestation is just this wish of something for <laughs> the future an intention is is something that you practice so an intention is something that you are moving towards every day and the journey towards it is as important as where you're trying to get to and the thing that I actually quite liked that Jordana Levin mentions in Make It Happen is that intentions are fluid and they don't fail because they are not fixed. It is something that is moving you towards something that feels meaningful and motivating. And she frames the thing that I found quite helpful with this as just a way of, sort of making it more real is that good intentions start with I am, I have or I feel. So for example, if I imagine that I had an intention a couple of years ago to write a book, to write the squiggly career, like if I take myself back to 2018, and one of the intentions that Sarah and I had was to, you know, to write the squiggly career, to put all of our tools and techniques into written form and get it out into the world, then what would have been useful would have been to frame that intent with a I am a successful author or I have published a best-selling book. Those are the sort of things that give that sort of ambition, intention when you phrase it like that. Any reflection, Sarah, on the intention language? Ah, well, I think... (laughs) It's a fun noise. (laughs) This is really making me laugh. Um, I was thinking, one, I can't imagine myself doing this, like if, if I'm being very honest, which I appreciate is quite fixed. And it feels a bit fake it till you make it to me an intention is something that you intend to do and it's just like going well I'm a successful author and I'm like right okay well that isn't what you are (laughs) and I think that feels like a stretch for me in terms of something that I could imagine myself doing and that I can't quite wrap my head around it being honest like listening to you as a when you were saying oh it's not a goal or an outcome and I was like right okay and it's not a wish so it's something in between that And I think I'm struggling then with what that could look like for me. Okay, okay. So the way I've got it, and I think it's fine not to... I'm not trying to convince (laughs) Sarah every step. I'm fine, it's not fine, no. My aim, everyone, my aim is not to convince Sarah with every part of this. My aim is to explore (laughs) each part of it and understand why it might work and might not. Where I've got to with this, because I've written all these things down and I've done them, so I think I've probably moved it forward a little bit further. I think about this as an aspiration that I've sort of articulated with intention. So rather than just going, I want to be an author, it's like aspiration articulated with intention. It's like, I am. And the idea is that there's a bit more energy in the I am rather than I want is how I've got comfortable with it. And having practiced playing with this a little bit, I have found that to be more 
energizing. Like to say, I am this, there's something for me a bit more energizing and this is something I want for my future. Now, whether you use the I am and I have or I feels, the thing that can help you just get a bit clearer about your intent. If we go to the start of this, that you need this kind of clear intent. The first thing that you could do is you could write a job description of your dream role, your dream company, your dream business, whatever it is that feels quite exciting to you. But we want you to get into the detail a little bit. Like the more, this is sort of like the rich picture imagining. Like think about, you know, what it would say, how you'd be spending your time, even if it's like 20% of your time is spent, you know, working with creative people and, you know, 30% of your time is spent presenting your ideas and concepts to people to bring them to life like whatever it is but get as specific as possible about the role the reality the company the dream effectively so you could write yourself a job description the second one which i have done more of is creating a vision board now i know the skeptics that are listening in might be like oh no she said the vision board thing because i think the vision boards get held up quite a lot because they look quite pretty on Instagram don't they <laughs> basically but I do yours find... do look pretty I have seen yours I, I do pretty. find them quite helpful so vision boards are where you will collect some images that feel motivating exciting energizing for you almost like the life you'd like to have or that you find motivating and that it could include anything it could include work things it might include how you want to spend your time like maybe you dream of you know working on a boat or something like that and you might put a picture of a boat on your vision board but you want to, I, the way I do this is I buy quite a lot of magazines, I rip out words, I rip out pictures, even colours, to be honest, like anything that I feel feels really energising to me. And then I pull it all into some sort of, I don't know, future career collage. And I take a step back from it and I kind of think, well, what is this trying to tell me? What is it from all of these images that feels consistent about the career that I want to have? What are the elements or intentions within this that I want to take away from it? Would you do a vision board or a future job description, Sarah? It's interesting because I'm a I do consider myself to be a visual person and, and a visual thinker, and we use loads of visuals in our workshops. But I wouldn't do a vision board, I don't think. But I have done a job description that I've made up for myself before. So at a moment in my career where I wasn't feeling particularly motivated and I wanted to imagine there was something different in my future. I do remember almost just sort of just writing something where I came up with my own job title and I was just thinking, how would I like to spend my time at work? What are the things that I really enjoy? What do I want to be doing more of? And we do know from Dan Cable's work at London Business School how motivating it is to even to be able to choose your own job title. We feel a different level of connection to our roles. So for some reason, I tend to be more of a writer than a visualizer when you come to stuff like this. And I have found it helpful and I have been as specific before as thinking uh, these are the companies I want to work for. This is the business that I want to run. I remember having a very specific list of dream companies that, that I really imagined myself in in the future. I got quite creative and had quite a lot of fun with that. And I did it sort of in the here and now with no really direct ability to connect the dots between where I was and where I wanted to be. But I did find that helpful because I think it gave me some clarity about what to do and where to go and how that might help me to get closer to these dream roles at that time felt very far away. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Okay, so that's point one, okay? Intention. We've got some sort of clarity that we've created about what might feel meaningful and motivating for us for our future. Now we're going to make sure that our thoughts are primed to support us. So this is the next part of the equation. The National Science Foundation found that we have 60,000 thoughts a day, approximately, I'm guessing. That's <laughs> a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> we, we think a lot is the gist, but also of all those thoughts, 80% of them are negative thoughts. That just feels so high. Yeah, well, I feel like I'm not 80% negative, I, am I? I, even, I think even I'm not 80% negative. Maybe people were having a bad day during that research. Maybe. Um, the other thing I thought was quite interesting is 90% of them are repetitive, so stuff we thought... Mm. Before. I do get that. And it's almost like, well, if you want to move towards a different future, possibly, than where you are today, the idea that the majority of your thoughts are negative and that things that you've thought before might not help you to get there is the bit we want to take out of that research. And what you want to do is to have more positive thinking. So what could this look like? How does this feel for me? So that we can create that energy that helps us with the action. So two ways in which you can do this, so you can almost reset your thoughts if we take that research to be reflective of our reality. The first thing you could do is build a bit of belief. This is simple things like gratitude or success reflecting at the end of the day. So, you know, one thing I feel really grateful or thankful for today is my brilliant business partner, who even though being sceptical, will record a podcast with me about manifesting. That doesn't even sound real, though. It sounds like you're literally, you're looking across the bedroom at me and making that up. I'm glad we can have fun talking about career development. That is something that I'm very grateful for. And success reflecting, you know, one very small thing that has gone well for me today and that could be anything you know you managed to get a presentation done or you gave someone some feedback or anything like that but those sorts of small actions done regularly can really help to keep you positive even when things might be quite hard in the day it's a good baseline for your belief those things another thing that you could do is turn your don'ts into do's so what I mean by this is often we might anchor our thinking in the things that we don't want so Mm -hmm. I don't want to do a long commute I don't want to work with these people I don't want to do this job anymore but that is getting us into that sort of negative loop but thinking more about what do you want to do so I do want to work with creative people who put their ideas into the world I do want to have flexibility over what I work on and how I do my work 
that can frame your mind more positively than anchoring it in the things that you don't want, the negative. I like that one. Oh, yes. Got a win. Did, did, did you do that one? Or is that, is that it's come from somewhere or was that just out of your brain? I think that might have been a brain, a oh. brain, a brain moment. Yeah, I can see how that would be helpful. So um, when I think back to some roles and different points in my career where I can imagine this would have been particularly useful for me, I think you do get stuck in a don't loop. And those are the thoughts that are circulating. They're probably the 90% repetitive thoughts that you're having. Like, you know what you don't want to be doing. You know that this is not right. And probably our negativity bias that all of our brains have doesn't help us at that point. And so I can see, I mean, it's kind of classic reframing, isn't it, as a kind of coaching technique. But I can see how that would be helpful to sort of replace the don't kind of chatter that's probably going on in your brain with do chatter that I think will get you that aspiration of the do I think would then get you closer to the action and I think you probably just feel better as a result as well okay so the next thing is all about feelings and the idea with this is what Sarah just talked about there the feelings give the intention energy so if there's something that you want to achieve that feels meaningful and motivating to you what we want to have is the energy to take action and emotion I like this from Jordana actually in her book emotion is energy in motion so we want to create an emotion around this thing that you want to achieve something that feels positive because that gives us the energy which will make us have the motion so two ways in which you can add energy to your intention so the first thing here is that those intentions that you wrote down so if I take the author one for example so and I phrase that exactly like they would say to do so I am a successful author with a best-selling book in career development. For example, that would have been that intention articulated. What you want to do there now is add a feeling onto it. It makes me feel useful, influential and impactful or whatever the feelings are. But the idea is that kind of having those feelings in mind, it's the feelings that create the energy. It's not just the intention, it's how you feel about doing that thing, which will help you to move forward. So that's one thing you could do. You could just add the feeling onto like your I am or I have statement that you would have written down. The second thing is those feelings that you have. So maybe if I look at my vision board and think, that makes me feel really excited. That makes me feel really uh, credible or whatever those you know, those statements, those job descriptions, those vision boards create for you in terms of feelings. The second thing you want to do is focus on that feeling every day. So like in the morning, if I think, oh, I want to feel impactful and influential, for example, then I want to start my day thinking, oh, what does that feeling feel like? If I'm feeling impactful, if I'm feeling influential, I sort of want to attach myself to that feeling. Now, this is where the law of attraction is supposed to kick in. Like if I start my day with that feeling, like I am impactful, I am influential, then the law of manifesting, if there is a law, the process, the concept. It's definitely not a law. (laughs) Like (laughs) creates like. This is where this law of attraction bit is supposed to kick in. If I feel that way, then I'm more likely to get that feeling back. There was an upwards looking eye then from Sarah. What are you thinking about this feelings point? It's a genuine concern that I feel worried that what we don't want to do is set people up to fail or to be demotivated. And I'm just imagining a day where, you know, you've got your clear, you know, what your am is, your I am, I want to do those things. And you know how that might feel. I can get how you might want to attach feelings to getting close to that, how that would make you feel. I kind of, I got it until that point. 
I think then almost like waking up each day and telling yourself that's how you're going to feel. I'm then imagining the realistic reality that happens for all of us that you're having a rubbish day or that you're feeling really stuck or I don't know, you've got a manager that's not great. All of those things that happen to us in the jobs that we do at some point and then that clash almost, you know, almost like the stark contrast between where you want to go and like what you're imagining and where you are right now. I'm just wondering if that makes you feel worse. What do you think? I'm trying. I'm trying to make it real uh, as possible. So you know, on your your dream company list. Yeah. Can you remember one of those companies? Yeah. Okay. Do, do you want me to say? Yeah, it? I do. Uh, at the- <laughs> <laughs> it was based on no facts or data by the way everybody so I don't want anyone to think I'd done loads of research because I'd not but I really liked a brand called Benefit um who was still around Benefit Cosmetics and they were quite that <laughs> I was quite into tone of voice Do you know what I'm actually still really into tone of voice <laughs> um our team if they're listening will know that like I think the words we use are really important and they had a real style and personality in cosmetics that I think I'd not really seen before and both Helen and I worked together at Boots so it was an industry I'd worked in a bit before and I just saw what they were doing and I thought oh that feels so different and I found it really appealing and I was like oh it feels like it's a really exciting brand doing very different things from it it felt really innovative I like the idea of the innovation and the newness and the difference that I think that from my perspective my perceived perspective based on zero knowledge that that brand appeared to be um kind of delivering also I bought the products okay okay so let's so we've kind of got this this sort of potential intention I'm going to work for a brand and a business like benefit for example it makes me feel excited innovative that I'm doing something different perhaps so this would be you starting and it's not saying I am innovative I think it's you you know I was looking at you when you were describing that then and you were smiling because you like innovation like it that you find that exciting it is feeling that feeling every day now you've not we've not had the easiest day Sarah and I have um... (laughs) and now you're making me talk about manifesting no I know so Sarah and I have been recording and it probably hasn't felt innovative and exciting it's felt like meaningful because it's connected to what we do but it, it hasn't felt like that but just this is about you having a moment in your day like you just had when you connected with that feeling of innovation and excitement and it's sort of bringing a smile to your face like you're bringing that feeling to the front of your mind and it's not to ignore the other stuff that you've got going on or perhaps some of the frustrations that you might have had in your day but it is just having a moment where you feel the way that you might want to in your future so whether that's sort of you know just spend a little bit of time really imagining what that could look like even if it's just a minute or two it's just keeping that feeling top of mind Now, the reason that you want to feel the feeling is because it makes you much more likely to take the action. Because if Sarah has connected, just for like a moment, for example, with innovation, with excitement, with doing something different, then she is much more likely to take an action, which is the next part of the equation. And it's a really important part of this because I think too often manifesting is all thought and feeling and very little action. And that's where I think you might get disillusioned and disappointed and you potentially set people up to fail with something that looks really nice on Instagram but doesn't actually help you in your career that action is super important but it doesn't have to be super massive it can be something very small that you could do today so Sarah let's just take this through a moment with that example with the benefits so it's felt innovative it's felt exciting it's felt like you're doing something different 
if that was still the dream for you, if you were like, I still want to work for that organisation in, in some way, mm-hmm. what would be a small action? If you, I guess, take yourself back to that, Sarah, then, what would have been a small thing that you could have done in a week, for example, just to get a little bit closer to it? I could have had a look at their website just to get to know their products a bit more, maybe particularly looking at the jobs that they were recruiting for, just to see... To be honest, not necessarily to think, oh, I'm going to apply for it, but just to see what skills or what sort of roles were open at the moment. I think I did do this. You could just justify buying some of the products <laughs> and think, oh, well, one day, maybe I'll go and work there. And I do remember, partly because it was near where I worked in my lunch break, I would often like just go and browse and I would like read like how they were describing the products. And I was always really interested in like the people selling them, how they described them. And so like, I suppose just spending time with that brand for me was a good way of taking action. I actually, because Sarah and I have known each other for a long time, I know this and I remember this point in time. And I think, didn't you actually write something down? You definitely talked to me about, <laughs> almost like you were going for an interview with them. Which you, um, Do you know what? I'm trying to remember whether I wrote to them. I think you might have written to them. I remember this conversation with your ideas for yeah, their products and like, I think like new Laquitor <laughs> branding. I wasn't really intending to share this on the podcast. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know whether, I can't remember whether I sort of made it up but didn't ever send it or actually made it up and sent it to them in the hope they'd think, she's a genius. We're just going to offer her a role. I like to think I didn't send it because if I had and then they just didn't reply, maybe I'm not the genius I thought I was. But I definitely took it quite far, probably because I just got quite into it. And I just, I suppose what that process did show me was just how much I liked creating stuff from scratch. I basically set myself my own fake brief of working on a brand what would you create what new stuff would you do what innovation what would it sound like practice writing as if you were in that brand so yeah I think I did take it a bit too far I had quite a lot of time on my hands I think but that's the sort of action that you could take I mean I think that's a very real can't believe you um... made me talk about this live (laughs) podcast well it is real and I think it's I think it's important I think you did a lot of this stuff without ever calling it this stuff basically and now we're trying to connect the dots so other people can see how it can happen as well and you might not need to connect all the dots and do the whole equation that's the point here take the bits that are useful so you could do something like that if you want to take action with action you could take down each of the intentions that you wanted and think well what's one thing that I could do this week and that could be talking to somebody that could be you know almost imagining you are in the job and doing something that you would do in that job like Sarah talked through there the other thing that's important with action is to make room for it so there is a risk that a job that you're doing in today could get in the way of what you might want to do or feel meaningful and motivating for you in the future so how could you create a bit of time to almost spend time with this future that you're imagining like the reading about it the following the buying the product the writing the dream job description think about how you can make room for it or otherwise everything that you're doing in the here and now will hold you back from taking action with what might you get a tiny bit closer to where you might want to be in the future now the last part of this okay the last part of this equation is all around flexibility and I think about this bit as being a bit like career karma or I don't know the get out of jail free card for this which is the idea that This isn't about Sarah definitely getting that job at Benefit. It is about getting closer to something that feels meaningful and motivating to you, but recognising that as you get closer to it, it could actually take you down different routes. So for Sarah, it definitely has. Like she got a lot clearer on 
creating a role, doing innovation, designing things. Sarah does a lot of that in the work that she does today, but it wasn't what she, you know, manifested, not that she would have used that term, but it wasn't the specific thing that she imagined. And this flexibility thing is about sort of being flexible about your future, having the intent, understanding what feelings it creates for you, taking actions that move it forward, but ultimately being flexible about where that future can be and just sort of believing that that energy and that action will take you to somewhere that feels good somewhere um, that will create opportunity for you so I've got a new equation for you oh do it do it so how about instead aspiration plus action over adaptability I'll take it it's shorter and it's alliterative and I yeah I I, I feel that that Shorter is always good. If you're wondering whether I'm looking smug on the other side of the uh, bedroom as we're recording this, I mean, I I'm secretly am. smug too because I've, I've influenced her so much that she's created her own. Well, I'm actually equation. thinking, is that more memorable? Because there's lots of aspects that we've talked about today, and essentially, and I was trying to boil it down to sort of its simple component parts. And I think what we are saying to people is, it is useful to think about your where your career could take you. So that's your aspiration. And to do that in a way where you're clear about what's meaningful and motivating to you. You've done the imagining, so that's the aspiration. You've got to add on the action because you can't think your way to change and to making those things happen. And that's why it needs to be over the adaptability because we've got squiggly careers and we've got squiggly lives. So we need to be open to opportunities and we don't want to be too fixed to one future. So I've decided that should be what people should do. (laughs) happy i'm very happy with that outcome I'm really, can we really rename happy. the podcast i absolutely love it everyone i'm not even silent smug. um thank you for sticking with this podcast for <laughs> for the duration however you started from the outset we hope that it has given you some ideas for action to support you in your future which is what this is all about it's just manifesting feels like you know a good start to the conversation but it's all about you having a career as individual as you are and this might be a way that could help you to do that as we said the summary of this will be on the pod sheet you can get that from the link in the show notes if you ever can't find it just go to amazingif.com or email us helen and sarah at squigglycareers.com anything that you would like to say any last words of amazing wisdom about imagining your future sarah i would just like to say thank you to everybody who leaves reviews for the podcast because we read everyone and they are moments of optimism for us (laughs) in our week and make me feel really good so if you do have time to write a review thank you if you can share us and support squiggly by advocating or letting a friend know that it's a useful listen that's how we grow and how we keep scaling squiggly and i know loads of you listening already do that so i just want you to know that we really appreciate it and thank you so much because i suppose when we started out our podcast if we think back to what we were imagining i'm not sure we'd ever quite manifested that we would have two million downloads and lots and lots of listeners. I still kind of can't imagine lots of list- people listening to this right now. Um, so let's hope we've not lost any listeners today. <laughs> but thank you so much for listening and we will be back with you again soon. Bye for now. Bye, everyone. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 